Meanwhile, at Bar Sinister... I saw what you did. Oh my god! Oh, please, a little warning. That little mouth, oh, it's beyond. All those dead mutant children, thrown away like trash. You're in an awful lot of trouble, Mr. Sinister. Oh, I am? Have I woken up this morning and suddenly become not the man who made eternal life possible for all Krakoans? Everyone who's been resurrected owes their lives to me. They are my children. I am their father. Last I looked, Daddy gives the spankings. He doesn't bend over and take them. <laughs> As I want it. How many? How many spankings? What? Hmm? How many mutants have you resurrected? How many of your children are there? I have to look up the numbers. Why? When I come to punish you, I want to know how many orphans it'll make. <laughs> hmm. Didn't love that. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 149 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host. My name is Brett. This one's name is Evil Jeff. He's your other host. Hello, Evil Jeff. Oh, hello. <laughs> I oh, you love- can leave I love doing Sinister's voice. <laughs> I love doing nannies. And I would love doing, it's like, you. I just have to say this. I think that was my favorite scene in comic books ever. Certainly in comic books in a very long time. Certainly my favorite Dawn of X scene. What, what gold? And what, what are you talking about, Brett, for those not in the know? We are talking about the last page of Hellions number four, uh, between Nanny and Mr. Sinister, written by Zeb Wells, art by Steven Segovia. Love it. And we'll talk about Hellions later. In fact, we're going to talk about a lot of X-Men books later. We're also going to dive into the boys later. But first, how about what's happening now? What are you going to hit? Ooh! Hot time, well, we have a She-Hulk. We have an MCU She-Hulk. And can I just say this? I was always like, who should it be? It should be this person. It should be this person. Who should it be? And they completely picked someone not on my radar. But when I heard it, I was like, um. Perfect. Yeah. Satisfying. I think the front runner was Alison Brie from Community and Glow. And they just. too skinny. I thought she was too bitchy. Too slight. Um. Sure, but she, have you watched Glow? Isn't she like... She's still too slight in that. Mm, yeah. Tatiana Maslani, however, perfect. Perfect build, perfect face, perfect attitude, perfect amount of talent. Did you watch Orphan She's Black? Get... No, I've seen scenes from Orphan Black, First but I have First two seasons, great. Then it yeah. goes completely downhill. But I'm sure she's great but through the she, whole thing. Well, she plays, like, she plays like 12 different characters, and all of them are... Fully, hundred percent distinctive from each other. Like, well, she's gonna play two that need to be also. Jessica Walters and She-Hawk. Yeah, no, cousin Larry and Balky from Perfect Strangers. <gasps> I want yes. her to do that. I want her to be that. 
Wait, what's the theme After song? Shield. What's the theme song to Perfect Strangers? Uh, rising tall on the on, on the, the wings, wings of, of my dreams. dreams. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's exciting to me. I'm super excited for it. I I think that'll be great. It's exciting to me because I feel like the MCU phase four is never going to happen because we're going to live in a fucked up plague ridden Trump dystopia for the rest of our lives. I don't want to think about it. RIP Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. We had Ruth um, Bader Ginsburg died and then a huge earthquake happened, which was like even the earth was rejecting that. Yeah. In seriously. LA. So I'm just ready to be swallowed up by the earth right now. Swallow us up already. The only thing getting me through is the X-Men. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, and the boys. And it's just nice to hear news about the future MCU. Like there's going to be one. Yeah. I hope there is one. There will but be. But that's great casting. Um, Mark Ruffalo is going to appear in She-Hulk. Good. Because doesn't he have to so give that's her the fun. blood? He has to give her the blood. He, I guess he has to give her the blood. He called her cuz on Twitter. He was like, oh. congratulations, cuz. Mark Ruffalo did to Tatiana. <gasps> yeah. Is Mark Ruffalo married? Yeah, to me. Okay, here's something, though. And I. this is one of those things. If you got a call from Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo, and both of them were like, you can come over one night only, it's only now, or it will never happen again, who would you choose? Are you serious? You would what choose a, Chris like, Evans? Absolutely. See, what? I feel like I would be a little conflicted. I've loved Mark really? Ruffalo. I have just had a crush on Mark Ruffalo for a very long time. Even from, wasn't he like in 13 again? Yeah. I had a crush yeah. on him since then. So sure. it's just kind of like, um, I, but Chris Evans. Yeah. Like, and now that we know what his dick is like. What? Yeah. I mean, Mark Ruffalo and like if Mark Ruffalo and um, Laura Linney called me, From then I'd pick Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> In either or for what about for Mark choice. Ruffalo and Edward Norton? Oh, Mark. Um, oh no. Well, Edward Norton, like American History X era. With the Nazi, you want to sleep with the Nazi? No, he just Not had a hot body look, then. Brett. He had body. He was given body back then. <laughs> yeah, you just have to ignore his body was hot. I just with had to that ignore bald the, head and that too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, no. Um, no. Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Um, but can we, can we get a little X going on? Hit it. I want your X. Ah, yes, that's right. Come on. (laughs) Um, welcome to I Want Your X. It's our segment about the X-Men books this week. And we are all to this week. The theme is prelude. Prelude to a kiss to X of Swords, Ten of Swords, Ten of Swords, Ten of Swords. Everyone's and got a sword, and you've got a sword, and you've got a sword, and you've got a sword. Check us out on the show we're going to do with the other podcasts about Ten of Swords. We're going to record our prelude show, our alpha issue, our alpha episode later today, Evil Jeff. Yes. And I'm sure they'll drop that episode before we drop this one. So <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about it. No, in no, the we'll drop it. Tense. No, no, I will edit this and we will have it up. Yeah, but they don't edit theirs. <laughs> oh, do they just put it up right away? 
<laughs> yes. Oh, well, then give me I don't a know. We can get ours up soon. Give us a goddamn break. Look, we do sound effects and shit. <laughs> I had to put horses galloping last episode. Thank you. It was great, by the way. Oh, my God. So many X-Men books happened. I want to start with one that you didn't read, Evil Jeff. Okay. <laughs> you. Oh, my God. You're so agreeable. Fine. Um, I'm just mad I didn't. I look up, like, what are the new X books that come out? And that, I did not see that one. I don't know how I missed so, it. So, it's called Marvel Snapshots. The series is. There's a series of one-shots about our different Marvel heroes. There's a Captain America one that was fun. There was a Namor one that was fun. This one is about Scott Summers' Cyclops. And I think what makes it of note, it is as written by Jay Edidin from, I hope that's how you pronounce his name, from Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, a podcast not as popular as ours. <laughs> or the opposite. But Jay is an, an extreme Cyclops fan. In fact... Did I get a Cyclops like piece of merch from their show at FlameCon? I might have. I forget. <laughs> What's it about besides Cyclops? Oh, I got a sticker of his optic blasts spelling out they're not lasers. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what is it about? It's about young Scott Summers in the orphanage in Nebraska. Ooh. It's about uh, right after the plane crash and what it's like in the orphanage. It is about Scott Summers seeing the Fantastic Four for the first time when they Does debuted. he have his, uh, does he have to wear the ruby glasses at this point? He has massive headaches. And then there's a scene where it happens very quickly. He goes, because we know what it is. Um, he's taken to see a specialist. And then when he comes out of the specialist, he has sunglasses on and his headaches have gone away. Hmm. Specialist, my ass, or specialist, I, I'll I'll say. He however, got a you happy wanna. ending. What? No. Um. What? I'm sure. <laughs> um. So, did you like it? Was it good? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, obviously, Jay has a firm grasp on the voice of Scott Summers, um, and a deep passion for pure heroism. Um. So it just it felt like a nice, simple fleshed out story uh about young scott uh it was very inspirational watching scott be inspired by the fantastic four and then later the other heroes that would be created seemingly I, all at once i will say this i do find it weird for people where cyclops is their favorite character because of his true that he fits that true heroism kind of golden age mold more which is like so not what the X-Men are about. So it's like, if you love that, why aren't you reading like Superman or something? You know what I mean? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, some people might think that Scott is more nuanced than that. Oh, okay, fine. I see everything <laughs> black and white. <laughs> uh, it's about Scott realizing that. Um, so there's a there's an incident that happens. He goes to see the Fantastic Four and Tony. He goes to see Reed and Tony speak at this place in Omaha uh, near the orphanage and trouble ensues. He's trapped under rubble with a bunch of people, Scott is, and he gets them out, not using his optic blasts, using his smarts. And that's then after that, he goes to the library and checks out just guidebooks, instruction manuals, because he, he realizes that the best 
way to help people is to be prepared for any situation. So he reads books. He reads a book called How to Fix Almost Everything. Uh, he reads a book on auto repair, on celestial navigation, on uh, emergency medicine. Uh, and then the librarian gives him the art of war. And it's just about him, like well, not about, but there's there's scenes of him just absorbing all this information so he could be ready. And this is before he discovers his mutant powers. Well, there you go. Very telling of our tactician, Scott Summers. So it's really good. I recommend you read it because um, then it cuts to the 90s X-Men with Gambit and Psylocke like, and uh, Havoc wearing his X-Factor costume. And it's really cool. Oh, is it a separate story or is it part of the same No, story? it just cuts to like it, fl- it does a time... Uh, time jump at the end to Scott around the 90s era. And then he's having um, an affair with Psylocke. Cause that's what um, happening yeah. at that point. She, she, it, she looks well, she was it. just hardly, she was just very heavily flirting with him. Yes. And that was Conan's influence. How did I say that? <laughs> uh, art by Tom Riley on this book, by the way. Nice. Very good. I wanna ch- I'll Read check it. it out. I will check it out. I'm sad. I missed it. Yeah. But I didn't miss these other X-Men books, four of them, all kind of... They were all great. Yeah, all leading up to some the craziness that ensues. Let's start, rather than doing our favorite to least favorite, let's start with the ones that weren't as prelude-y yeah. uh, to okay. Ten of Swords. Um, let's start with um, Hellions. Sure. And it's amazing. It's great. And God, this uh, it's so brilliant, especially because uh, we thought we would have Madeline Pryor, but we don't. She's dead. She's and dead. the sad thing is, is she didn't pass the protocols where since she's a clone of Jean Grey, you can't have two Jean Greys. And so they won't resurrect her. I got bad news for you, Joseph. So no, Joseph. Uh... <laughs> Well, does it count if they're a different uh, timeline version? Like, what about Nate Gray? Uh, that should count. But Nate Gray isn't dead. He's just stuck in his own dimension. His own age. Yeah, he can stay there. Well, I feel like if he's there, I would just resurrect him. <laughs> Why not? But, um, yeah, and Havoc is really fucked up over it. He still loves her. I firmly, um, at first when Havoc was on the team, I was like, oh, poor Havoc. He doesn't belong with these people. No, he's the most fucked up And now that we're at the end of this arc, yeah, he's the most fucked up one out of all of them. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Zeb. That one where then he's like laughing and like insanely like the Joker at one point. You're just like, ooh. Ooh, he's broke. I know. And poor Psylocke is the voice of reason, which she's not. (laughs) She's great, by the way. She's great. (laughs) <laughs> we love sorry fallen angels we didn't click it took hellions for us to love new psylocke yeah with her new little pet wild child is her new pet it helps my brain when i know who's in charge <sighs> me too wc <laughs> tie me up and whip me mm. <laughs> um uh, Nanny gets one of her metal arms ripped off and exposes her human arm underneath. I thought that was of note. Yeah. And I want to explore uh, the more. Marauders. I still want to explore more of um, of her and Orphan Maker's powers, relationship. Powers. Like, I really want yeah. to get, because the acid that poured out of his body, like, what is that about? Yeah. 
And then it looks like the Marauders are going to be resurrected. But Grey Crow is like, I don't want to have anything to do with them. We we should we're that's he incredible. Was like, we're bad together. We'll do bad things if we're all together. I just don't want to be friends with them anymore. Yeah, he's moved yeah. on. Grey Crow has moved on. So they kill the zombie marauders, but they 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 do say that they will bring them back in Krakoa. Which I'm like, oh geez, where do you draw the line? Uh, the marauders, huh? Remember when okay. they did that? You know, Morlock genocide. Can you imagine? Remember being like, the murder? Oh, I would love to see just a one a one shot of Callisto going to the council being like you can't bring them hell back. yeah and then storm like siding with her and then being and then them that would be interesting i'd like it what i mostly remember is the murder <laughs> um we get some depth to nanny i mean granted you know it's it's in her ball it's on brand but she takes one look at the um like the discarded clones yeah thrown in the trash at thrown in the trash and she's not thrilled um to say the least per that scene we did at the top of the show and she's ready to get revenge on mr sinister as you heard in the beginning i love it i love it so yeah gray crow um assassinates madeline she dies in havoc's arms does she do something to him what do you mean there's a panel where her hand lights up as um She's, she's caressing oh, oh, his she face. Oh, she fixes his lips. Oh, 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 thank you. So yes. he doesn't have, I was always very so bad have, about like, ripped open like, lips anymore. <laughs> oh, that's great. I was always very bad about like, what, what's the difference between these two pictures kind of thing. Like, spot the difference. I was always bad at yeah. that. She's like, oh, I'm going to leave. Like, you can't have those ripped open lips. <laughs> how, um, how, how about her last line? What was it? I only wanted them to know I that know. I was a real girl. I know. Well, and they were like, <laughs> oh my God. like, well, they didn't. They decided they concluded that <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> they were like, good thing she died when we concluded that she is indeed not. I want to know how the voting went girl. out with that. I want to know because Jean Grey has Madeline Pryor's memories still. Which I think was probably Jean's case. So do you think she, she was do like, do you think, how do you think people voted? Here's an interesting thing. Oh. How do you think the council voted? Okay. I would say um, Night, Storm, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler Storm, Nightcrawler, and Jean, no. Oh, I would say Nightcrawler, yes. <gasps> Maybe. I think Nightcrawler would be like, no, she had her own soul. So he would say yes. No, you're right. Yeah. I think Sinister would say yes. And I bet you Apocalypse, I think that villains would say yes. I think Sinister would stay, say no because he doesn't want her anywhere near. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinister would say no. But I bet you Apocalypse, Mystique, Exodus, I think they would have said yes. Storm would have said no. Gene would have said no. Professor X would have said no. Um, Ki- Emma would have said Kitty no. Kitty would have said no. Um, Emma would have said no. Sebastian would have said no. So I, I think it would have probably been like a tough call. I think, yeah. ugh. Ugh. And the fu- fucked up thing is Havoc has a point where he's like, that was your fucking wife. You were married to her. And he's like, yeah, whatever. It didn't go your way. And he's like, you had a fucking <laughs> child with her. Like, is it also Cable? Like, Cable, I guess he has no relationship with her because he never, like, remembered her. But that's his birth mother. I don't know. It's fucked up. Oh, I'm worked up over it this. It is fucked up. I mean, she didn't help her case Scott by being was a like- crazy murderous insane person. Scott was like, 
what do I have to do to get the point across that I don't give a fuck about Madeline never He's did? like, hey, like, I fucking <laughs> left her and baby Cable I don't know as soon as I found out my clear. real girlfriend was alive. And I was like, fuck my you. real girl. Oh, the marauders are coming to murder you? I don't care. I got my real girlfriend back. Fuck him. You're just a clone. Explain that away. What's his name? Jay? Mr. Cyclops lover. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you got an answer for that one, Jay? <laughs> That's probably like um, us with Emma. Fucking... It's probably like us with Emma and the, and the, and the Inhumans. We're like, we don't talk about that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sinister shit. He says he's spying on Alex and Scott. And he's like, I keep expecting this shit to get old. And it never do. <laughs> it's so good. Oh God, he's in Hog Heaven in Krakoa. Oh God, I think I've never seen. I'm so like, happy for I him. I have no qualms of Sinister betraying anyone because he's literally getting everything he wants. He's a delight. Yeah. What else do we have? We have Giant X Men Storm. Storm. Which I didn't think this. I is love how Storm. This was gonna go. Uh, you mean you didn't think it was going to dive deep into the Phantom X? No, I well, didn't think, I mean, spoilers, as we always just give away what happens. I didn't think she was going to be cured of it. Oh, she sure was. I thought she was going to be like, I want to bring some shit up. I thought it was going to be like Illyria, where she was going to turn evil or something. Like Illyria from Angel, where like it took yeah, over her body yes. and then she was like, oh, Storm's evil now. We need to fight her. But it was the opposite. Absolutely. She's not evil. She's definitely one from what I've been able to piece together from the Ten of Swords promos, this this is about like 10 mutants have to be the 10 challengers to take on those people from hell. Mm-hmm. And Storm is absolutely one of the 10 reps from the X-Men. Well, she was Omega level before, but now it seems like she's like, she's like double Omega or something. I don't know. But it seems like she's like even more confident with her powers now. Like after all of this happened, she's just like, yeah. she's like, girl, I feel good. I'm ready to go. Let's get this going. I love it. Can we talk about Emma Frost in the beginning? Because <laughs> she is, <laughs> she's such an asshole <laughs> when she goes, when she's like, blah, 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 blah. And Storm's like, Jean's like, will you shut the fuck up? And Storm's like, no, let her run her fucking mouth. She's so good at running her fucking mouth. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I often feel I am underappreciated. Oh God, I love it so much. And she's interrupted by fucking Monet of all people. <laughs> well, the only thing I don't get about this book is like, how the fuck did Monet figure out how to cure Storm? That was, like, Monet's that like, was a random I have thing. an idea. Like, why you? Why you? And she's like, I know. I know how the world works for some reason. No, how? you don't. Uh, meaning Phantom X is the world. Like, let's go there. This goes back this to, thing. but you know why? How the fuck but, did you okay, know? Okay, but you know why? It's a simple reason of why she was chosen. Hickman gave the clue. He asks the artist, what characters do you want to draw in this? <laughs> and that yeah. artist was like, I want to draw Penance. <laughs> and he's like, all right, yeah, I'll totally. figure out a way. Just put her in here. It's Russell Dodderman. And... He also clearly wants to draw Dougie, and I swear to God, like his Dougie is so cool and adorable yeah. that I like I stopped. I was like, oh, Dougie, I've never seen Dougie look like this. Yeah. Love that warlock is completely out of the bag now, right? Yeah. Like pretty much. 
And so it's in the pictures that we've seen coming up of him holding a sword. Is that a warlock sword? Oh, absolutely. So can we just really quick? Well, let's finish up Storm. And then I just want to have a brief discussion of what swords are dangling about before we get into Excalibur. That's a great thing to do. Um, um, so we've got Monet and Dougie meet up with this AIM, former AIM agent, and then that AIM agent takes them to Phantom X with Storm in tow to, in order to go into the world and cure Storm. And everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. And Storm's like, Kerkow! let's get inside, bitches. And they go inside, they go into this weird thing that like separates it out from her. And then they're like, let's go. Phantom X is like, oh, I'm going to stay here with the other version, the other clone of me that's now like millennia years old. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the AIM agent's like, oh, I'm going to stay here too. This place is fun. And then as they leave, Doug turns around. He's like, I can, I know you're alive, bitch. Like the leftover machinery. To the separated the, the entity. The separated entity from Storm is like, oh, I see you. I know you're alive. Okay. Dougie is incredible. Like, Cypher is one of the most fascinating things about comic books these days. There's two things I want to say about this, but they're both connected. Yeah. Number one, Cypher, Warlock becoming Cypher's body suit, body armor. Yeah, because remember Douglock? That was dumb. Totally. It was awful. But this, this is they're still both separate, but now work together all the time. And that's when they were the best. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's incredible, but he looks scaringly like the phalanx from House of X, from Powers of Ten. Oh. Mm. Which I mean, it's all technarchy, like you yeah. know, techno-organic. Like, so the tie, I just the tie there. There's potential. Also related to that, when Cipher looks at the entity that's left behind after being separated from Storm, and is like, "I hear you. I know you're thinking." That reminds me of kind of like the the world mind. Like if you go back to the data page from Powers of Ten, where it was like a galaxy versus a dominion versus like the mm. um, like with the black holes, all that. Like that, these symbols look eerily like like a world mind. Yeah, in that whole hierarchy of the techno. So I think all that stuff from Powers of Ten, all the phalanx stuff, all the technarchy stuff. All the like um, meta human or the human plus machine people, I think we have barely scratched the oh, surface yeah. on that, and I think du- I think Douglas Ramsey is key to all of that. I agree. I hundred percent agree. Exciting. Yes. So there's going to be a warlock sword. What other swords are in play for this ten of swords yeah. coming up? We have the Cerebro sword. Correct. We have cable. What's cable sword called? The light of Galador. The the what of Galador? The light. Oh, the light of Galador. Of Galador. And then we have the uh, the soul sword from Magic. Uh huh. We have what's the Excalibur sword called? Excalibur. <laughs> uh yes, this the sword of uh, might, right? No, sword of mercy. Yeah. What Captain Britain sword? What other ones are are dangling around there too? So you got Dougie's warlock sword. You've got Storm has got some kind of lightning sword that she's holding. But that hasn't been established. Like that's hasn't been established or anything. No, that's not that's in previous. But she's in. Which, she's in a lot of promos. But which ones with that have been um, 
hanging. I'm surprised Storm, maybe I would like to see it if like her Thor hammer that she had became like a sword. That's not a sword. No, it said if it became a sword. Oh, like someone reshaped yes. it like Polaris. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, Rachel, does Rachel still have that like big Phoenix sword from didn't that, didn't Rise and that, Fall of the Shi'ar Shi'ar Empire? Didn't that guy have the Phoenix sword? I don't remember her getting Yeah, but I think she wound up with it, I don't right? remember if she got it. Yeah, but okay, that might be, a, that's probably, but, and so I'm trying to think, is that, is there any other ones popping around anywhere? I don't think so. I mean, there's the Twilight Sword, which is on the bad guy side. Like when they started introducing the four original horsemen right, right, and right. Arako and the demons, like the Twilight Sword is what split. Yes. Uh, Krakoa and Arako. Apart. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, Excalibur because that technically happens before the events of X-Men. Oh, yeah. Directly tied. Um, Which I, of course, read them. Out of order, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, as so, so did I. As soon as I, so I started with X-Men. As soon as I got to the line, well, I built the gate out of the bones of the, I was like, oh, yeah, me let too. me put this I down like, Wait, and let me read Excalibur. Happen? And then I see like, hello, everybody. I'm like, oh, he's about to kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Excalibur, it's all finally coming to what, that's the thing that's brilliant about Hickman from from issue one, this is all being planned to lead to Ten of Swords. Hell yeah. From issue Even with one. the tarots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so it turns out uh, Rogue and Gambit have the gem of, what's her name? What's that? Ex- Chandra. Chandra. And Gambit hates Chandra. And he also hates Apocalypse. So he's like, who do I help? I hate you both. Um. Isn't it so fun that Gambit hates the externals, mm-hmm. but Gambit's Age of Apocalypse book was Gambit and the externals? Interesting. Huh. Hmm. The best, one of my favorite lines in <laughs> Excalibur is when Chandra, like the, the the being of the ghost of Chandra is talking through the gem that only he can hear. And then he just goes like, we shut up. And then Rogue's like, are you talking to me? Like, I know you weren't talking to me. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking to? And he's just like, Such oh, a good bit. Not, not you. <laughs> Such a good bit. So what I love about this book is it straightened out the externals. Like, we finally know what the fuck they are and what they are. Like, I think all of this was, can we tie this shit together, please? Yeah. And then we found out all this information and about And then we them. killed them off and yes. they can't be resurrected. Except for love Celine. It. Like, here. And then there was a few left of the world good ones we kept. <laughs> We kept the good ones. We kept Gideon, who people know from the beginning of X-Force and New Mutants when that ended. Um, we're keeping Celine because she's great. And Richter's like one now. It's so fun. Is he an external or was he just that way because he was around Well, lava? the point is like, they is all are now. Magma's the po- powers now? The point is, yeah, he's just Earth Boy. Yeah. The point is that all the mutants are now externals because they can be resurrected yeah. too. And uh, and he basically opens up this creepy gate into the other world where the other island sunk into, right? Yeah. Yes. And I always thought that world was going to be Limbo. It's not. It's got a different name. Yeah. So there's Limbo, this place, and Otherworld. But they're all kind of, because he needed to use Otherworld, they're all kind of connected somehow. I guess because Otherworld is the nexus to all the dimensions. Nexus, yeah. Anyway, Excalibur's fun, and that leads into the X-Men book, where basically this is like a full-on history lesson, where I was like, this is a lot to absorb. I can't remember all of this. 
but it looks like hundreds and hundreds of years passed because this happened. Like, I'm trying to think, like, were humans around? When did all of this happen? When, what? When, when, oh, when like the, the Krakoa sk- stuff? The Krakoa island was split into two. Yeah, so it must, so I mean, was it like, like ancient Egypt? Well, that's the thing. It seems like it's even before. I mean, I feel like humans were around and humans, homo, homo yeah. sapiens have been around for the past, like, what, 30, 40,000 years? So this yeah. could be like 10,000 years ago or something. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's still yeah, like, totally. so for all that time, there was this whole other world of mutants on this other land and they were battling these other bad guys. Who are the bad guys that they're battling? We don't quite know yet. It's his, what's his name? Um, um is, is it a menth? Yeah, are they were they demons? I was very confused with who these bad guys were. They're very demonic. So they were demons, but then there's summoners who can summon the demons. Yeah, I was confused of what the what that meant. Okay, that's an X Men. Save it. Okay, all right. Well, are, aren't we just talking about that now? Is there something else with? Excalibur? Oh, we are. Okay. Uh, no. Okay, an X Men yeah, twelve. Le- okay. okay <laughs> Okay, X-Men 12 is basically a continuation of Excalibur. And uh, yeah, so they, they they talk once again about the summoners. And this was brought up earlier in a previous X-Men issue of these summoners. Is the guy in white, is he a summoner? Oh, yeah. And he's a powerful summer, summoner. He's like the one with the three strokes. Yes. So our guy in white is Apocalypse grandson. Um, so that means that the original horsemen are Apocalypse's children. By the by, yes, because Summoner is the is the offspring of war. And then who's the mother? The mother? Who's the name of the mother? She was like a main thing in the in the history story. Oh yeah, she. What was her name? I mean, that's got to be who that classified Summoner is. Right? I mean, classified Swordbreaker. No, is, right? I thought it was like the woman who the Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. Genesis is um the mom of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying that mysterious swordbreaker that everyone's like, that's Storm. It's not. It's not Genesis. Storm. Oh, no, but she's fighting. Oh, who knows? She's fighting that, that swordbreaker. Oh, this is all very dense. I will say I was just very confused because if the summoner gets those, those events, I thought those were the bad guys that were fighting them. So I'm just very, it's all, it was just very dense and it's very fascinating and I love it. But I'm just I still haven't fully, I'm fully not following everything. You know what I will say I love is that there's these other mutants and this one woman has the mutant power to win. And I think that is a brilliant, yeah. that is a brilliant power where she has to, what is her name? she has to betray them because she knows the other side is going to win and she has to win. Like I think that's, the yeah, I think that's kind of, a, that's an amazing power. And actually I'm going to be, and, and it will be, it will lead to me talking about one of the shows I want to bring up when we get to uh, someone, something to watch over me I, for whatever that's stuff with yeah. me um good to, i'm so glad you know the names of our own segments listen iska you know what you're, you unbeaten. can take your shade brett and <laughs> and put it up your ass okay mm. but what, what were you saying i what will she is one of the sword breakers listed as like the people that the x-men have to fight so one of the x-men is gonna have to go up against can't lose girl oh that's not gonna be good that's not good. It's going to be fascinating. It's basically because they also set it's up a kind be Storm. of fun thing with the arena where like Cable and Mystique and all of them were battling each other. It's kind of like this perfect thing where like 
we're, we're setting the, even for the resurrection of the depowered mutants, you have to the battle. resurrections too. Like yeah. we're setting up this world of like arena battling. And I'm kind of like, they need to make a video game out of this. They sure do. And oh, that would be great. Um, the beginning of X-Men 12, where you've got the summoner and rock slide playing the game that was alluded to yeah. last issue or that was mentioned yes. last issue. It's a little scary to me because the game allows the summoner to really see your vulnerability, how to beat you. Yeah. So he sees yeah. after like after, and it seems like the game takes a very long time. So it seems like it goes deep in you, and which is very scary. I love it when it goes and deep. And he in saw you. that. Mm-hmm, it's very. I'm, I'm still a little scared every time. <laughs> that rock slide is an energy being. Yeah surrounded by rock and so now they know you know you disrupt the energy destroy the energy destroy rock slide so it's this way of seeing the weaknesses in each of the people that gets me excited for the story because it makes me feel like we're gonna like whoever these 10 challengers are ultimately we're gonna really see inside of them and see what their weaknesses are it's gonna be fun I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. Ten of swords. Storm's weakness is going to be like, I'm too fabulous. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love That's it. Where, uh, I love it. Oh, it goes into goes religion. Last, I mean, it's This great. goes back to last week when, uh, or the one where Kitty Pride was resurrected. We didn't bring this up. But Storm is always the one like, and how do I know it's you? And Kitty goes, uh, because I almost stopped being friends with you because of my haircut. Because <laughs> <laughs> of my haircut. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. oh, my God. So X-Men 12 ends with, like, Arako got split from Krakoa. It got sucked into this immense world, this hell world. And they're at war. They're at war. They're at war the mutants down there and the, the the demons of this world. And so they sent the summoner, like during this big attack, they, they sent the summoner away. They got the summoner through to go to Krakoa, you know, and then Krakoa merges with his little piece of the island so f- that he's so on. So we can get, and he wants Apocalypse to save them. Yeah. Save us, grandfather. But where is, who's, who's, where is Apocalypse's real allegiance? Right. Does he want to bring them together or is he going to sacrifice one group for the other? His like real family is down there. But I mean, come on, it's been 10,000 years. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you never mentioned them before. Do yeah, you even really care right? about them that much? I would love Incredible. one where I want to see all the original horsemen since they've all probably been resurrected. I would love to see like the original famine, the original. Like I would love to see like all of them back. Ooh, together. yeah, and Warren. Yeah, like yeah. Gambit, Wolverine. I guess Storm was one too. Not right? Gambit. Gambit won't do it. No, I don't. I don't think Storm was. Anyway, I think that would be fabulous. Who hasn't been a Horseman of Apocalypse? I was pestilence for <laughs> a time. Oh, I know. That was the time where you weren't wearing any deodorant. It was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think we covered it. Sometimes I get sick of reading things. Sometimes we need to watch things. Some with someone. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. 
Oh, Brett, I watched something that you didn't watch. What? Oh, exciting. So, you know what my obsession is? Uh, yeah, Thai soap operas? Yes. So, this is, yes, a Thai sci-fi fantasy TV show. <laughs> the thing Yay. that's interesting is all of the male stars are all BL gay stars. Like, they all starred in their own gay like soap opera. But here they are in this thing that's not gay, that's just like this supernatural school show. And so I watched it basically because I love all of the actors in it because I've watched them kiss boys. And now I get to watch them <laughs> with powers. And it's called The Gifted. You literally just type The Gifted, what? The Gifted Tie. It's not related to The Gifted show um from uh about the ex about the mutant world it's not that show oh so it's good yes um but basically <laughs> this is called it's called the gifted you can just find it on youtube watch the whole thing there's two seasons i'm half i'm almost finished the first season and it's basically this elite school and every year it's like split up where there's like the dumb kids to the smart kids but then there's this little exclusive group called the gifted and to get in the gifted everybody every year everyone takes a placement test and only like four or five people get into the gifted and so Ooh. all these kids are taking the test and suddenly this piercing sound hits their ears and it's like please answer the last extra credit question on the back and then the one guy the main character is like looking around he sees like no one else hears that except him and so everyone who can hear this special frequency basically has the potential to have powers and so they take Ooh. those people and basically they have the potential to be superpowers and basically they unlock their potentials so after that day they're entered into the gifted classroom and all of their powers start emerging now the thing that's cool about oh. this show is this show has zero special effects budget so this isn't like the new mutants movie where it's like i turn into a werewolf i have like fire powers it's all things that don't require special effects Ooh, like what? So like one girl is an empath. She can suddenly read emotions. Another girl's like, what is it? A tech, what's the uh, what, telemetry? She can touch things and she can see the history of it. Oh, cool. Another guy is a technopath. He can, he can just like, once he gets into a computer, he can stay online with it. And, uh, but then people, other people's powers, they all have a price. So their powers keep like, like the girl who can, every time she uses her power, her blood pressure starts to spike up. So if she uses it too much, she might die. Another girl, she has like super strength, but when she, her sweat now um, causes people to go insane. <laughs> so, so she starts fighting and the people become more and more insane the more she fights them because her pheromones are making them crazy. There's another character oh, wow. where he just, and each episode goes into a different character and one character, he just stops sleeping. And he's like, my power sucks. And they're like, well, you have the power of time. You basically have, you don't have to sleep. There's so much more you can do. And he's like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I just want to sleep. And the main character, he's the only one who was basically in the bottom of the class in the stupid class. And he's the only one that got into the gifted. So they all treat him like garbage and his power isn't showing up. So they're just like, you don't belong here. And of course he ends up being the most powerful one of all. And he has the purple man's power. 
Oh, God, is he a villain? No, no, he's good. Oh, cool. But the problem is, is he doesn't realize that he has these powers until every once in a while, like, the people are like, we're going to do this thing. And then he's like, you shouldn't do that. And then they're like, okay. And then you're like, what? Ooh. And then finally he starts figuring out he can just tell someone to do something. If he touches someone and tells them to do something, they have to do it. And so just the fact that there's no CGI required, but mm-hmm. it's it's still like super fascinating. And of course, you know, the, the teachers are all nefarious and, and, you know, have other evil intentions for the students and they're trying to like figure it out. And all the students are fucking each other and dating each other and enemies with the and fighting each other it's really good i like stuff like yeah, that the gifted i highly recommend it the gifted, yeah the gifted tie yeah, the gifted just type in the gifted tie series it'll show up on youtube it's all free well excellent um can we talk about a show that we both watch Fuck yeah Let's talk about the boys. The boys, the boys. Let's talk about the boys. Who's your favorite character on the boys? You know what? This is, um, I'm conflicted because I should not like a white supremacist. <laughs> oh God, I know. She's so good at it but though. The, but I mean, that actress, I love her in You're the Worst. And uh, Aya Cash. Uh, yeah, she's just so good in that part. And her character is very complex, very fucked up and very devious. And I kind of love Stormfront. I I just, she's like, you can't stop watching her character. You're you're watching, waiting to see what evil things she's going to do. Yeah. She um, I mean, I is still a few love, steps what, ahead of everyone else. What's the light power star, star child? Starlight. Starlight. I love Starlight. I love Starlight too. She'd be maybe a second for me. Yeah, but Stormfront is so good at being so bad. Um, and what, like, for a comedic actress like Aya Cash to play... A piece of shit, racist, superhero, um, Nazi villain <laughs> who who is has been a, alive a lot longer than any of us yeah. know. Um, it, it's a risky choice, but it's a it's it paid off because she's fantastic. Yeah, she and she's scary. This show, the villains are scary, and the villains are the Justice League <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, some of them are just idiots. Uh, some of them are true evil. Um, yeah. None of them are redeemable, except for Starlight. Yeah, and she's the only one that's... They're awful. But she's betraying them, working with the and boys. And she's betraying them. But the sad thing is the boys aren't really good. <laughs> the boys are essentially... They're revenge-based. Yeah. Like, hate-fueled. Yeah, they're and, not. Uh, what's I mean, the what's the main... What's the, 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 what's the main guy's name? Butcher. Butcher is awful. <laughs> Yeah, he's a piece like, of shit. So I mean, he's great. Episode, I love him. He's one of the best characters about ever. Last, but... The last episode, but he finally finds his wife, and he's like, "Let's escape together." And she realizes, like, yeah. "Oh, you're gonna make me get rid of the, my kid, and I'm not gonna do that." The kid she had with Homelander, the superpower kid. And he kid. basically yeah. is like, "Your kid's a soup freak." Like he fully, and then she's like, "Yeah, bye." But she and she <laughs> saw that. Like he was hiding yeah, and that. She that, knew that, it. That's and what he really like, thought. She I'm saw right through it. And it was so depressing because you're just like, "Wow, he can't." He can't let he's so fucked up. Like Butcher is so he has so many demons going on inside of his fucking head. And and he's in such a rock and a hard place situation. And because it's like he he hate he hates superheroes and that's why he's on this 
rampage to save his wife, but it's hating superheroes that is keeping him from his wife. Yes, exactly. And then speaking of like so royally fucked up, Homelander, we find out has um, a shapeshifter. Some dude shapeshifter has to shapeshift as Elizabeth Shue and do freaky sex stuff with him. The way they did it was so good. I had I was like, why is Elizabeth Shue on, be, alive again? Like I was like, is it? I knew it was a like psychic some, attack. Yeah, I knew it was like, someone. Was pretending. she powered? Yeah, I I didn't even put two and two together. And I think we even met that character before, Doppelganger, yeah. the shapeshifter. But it was hilarious when he when Elizabeth Shue shapeshifts back into this like and then he calls him out he calls him out and it's just like why don't you just fuck yourself and he turns into homelander and as he's walking towards him i'm like they're either going to have sex or he's going to kill him and he kills him (laughs) i kind of wanted him to have sex um with himself (laughs) i figured he would i would i mean who wouldn't want a blowjob from yourself right especially if you look like that um homelander does nothing for me no he does nothing for me either in fact um uh my husband and I were watching the Talking Dead show they do inside the boys. Yeah. Um, we were like wa- watching all the episodes from this season, and every like we were like everybody on the show is so hot in person. Even um, we Huey Jack Quaid, like he's so much cuter in person than he is on the yeah. show. And we're like the only one we're not attracted to is is Homelander. Yeah, everyone else we're highly attracted to. <laughs> Sorry, Homelander, you're very handsome. So we can get back in there. Do you feel, Amazing. but the weird thing is, it's weird where when someone gets me too, you're supposed to hate them forever. And yes. I, the show is making me like his character and feel sorry for his character. And I don't know if I should be or not. I, I mean, it's, I guess it, they're making him relatable. But can he that, be a good, do or, you think, because it's the weird thing is, is I think he has more potential to be a good guy than, than like, than than was a train or any of these other ones yeah yeah i mean i, th- I like i i think so uh, he is a, is a horrible sexist pig disgusting six sexual sexual assaulter um they've been careful to like what's you know it's like you empathize but you don't sympathize like they they definitely make it clear that he is filled with such body shame um, and body horror over his gills. That, that's why he was doing all of this. That's why he was doing all that stuff. I mean, even what he did to Starlight, like standing a good distance from her with his dick out yeah. while stroking yes. it. Hey, I mean, even C. that is like, thank you. Um, like even that is coming from a place of not really wanting intimacy, mm-hmm. being afraid of being intimate, being, being afraid of letting someone in, yet wanting to seem powerful, confident, hot, you know, all that. Um, you know, what a piece of shit. And then poor Maeve. Uh, I understand why. I yeah. see why. And then poor Maeve, she sides with him, but that happens in the next episode, but she gets outed by Homelander and is now forced to live this like insanely over-the-top lesbian life. Right. And, and she says to her girlfriend elena who doesn't want any part of it she's like homelander will kill us if we don't he's just doing this to torture us this whole idea of them filming a Zack snyder type um uh what what do they call justice league movie what are they oh the seven uh a 
movie about the seven where they play themselves and all the branding is Zack Snyder to the point where they even brought Joss to Whedon do the rewrites. into rewrite scenes. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's incredible, but it's incredible that Homelander is using this movie to call them all out and to manipulate them and humiliate them and put them on the spot. He's doing it to Queen Maeve. He's doing it to A-Train by forcing A-Train to leave the yeah. seven as part of this story. It's it's real fucked up. The psychology, the psychology that Homelander is capable of. But the, using the funny thing the is movie. that girlfriend was like, you're a fucking bitch, Maeve. Why are you such a bitch? And then you won't be out and you won't be this. And now she's like, oh, I should have not yelled at her this whole time (laughs) she was just trying to protect me from not being murdered um also the 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 boys discover that um you had brought this up that that stormfront is lady liberty so she's was liberty Liberty. so she's in the 70s racist a super racist um a superhero just murdering black people and and so she's been around for a long time. So this shows you that this stuff's been going around for a long time. And also, yeah. does that mean, is it just her or many of these? Are all of these uh, superhero people immortal? Like, will they not yeah. age? So that's another interesting thing that I'm I'm fascinated to see um, what's going on. But she kind of changed her name. Rebranded, became a Q- changed her whole look. Became a QAnon uh, hating social media meme manipulator. Yeah, and just like her interaction with A Train, where she's basically Disgusting. like hinting, "I hate you because of your color of your skin," and he feels it, but he knows she's not saying it. But he like is like, "I know what you're doing." <laughs> like, oh, it's so evil. And I will say, though, her, the fight between her and Starlight, when they have their kind of showdown in her trailer, ooh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Starlight threatened to expose her, knows about her. She's like, you're Lady Liberty. Liberty. And then she was like, oh, you're just all some types of poison. And I was like, ooh, fuck. I thought she was going to deny it. Stormfront's worried. I thought she was going to deny it, but she was just like, nope. And she... Because that's the other thing is you'd think she'd be against Homelander, but Homelander is basically like an Aryan wet dream. He's a tool. So she's yeah, like, no, you're exactly she... what what I want for my awful dystopian society. So she convinces him to get on her side with her awful memes. Oh, those memes. Awful. Those memes. Troll farm. Were just too close to home. I will yeah. just recommend BuzzFeed has a thing out where it's a test you can take of uh it has three real pro it's like i think three real profiles and three fake ones troll farms to see if you can guess which ones are which and it's pretty and they literally took real ones that were this was a real profile taken down anyway i highly recommend that you you go take this test it's it's fascinating anyway i was just saying that because um just seeing all those memes um that stormfront was creating for homelander it just really hit too close home for me it really made me depressed and then she gets it to the point where then homelander comes with his tail between his legs to her she has him under control and then she starts fucking him now she's fucking him so he's going to be completely under her thumb oh yeah she's given him some milk she's got him 
Their sex scene was pretty amazing. It was pretty great. She's like, laser my tits. Laser my laser tits. Laser my tits. We're fucking in the air. I'm slamming you against walls. It's great. Kind of sex I dream about. <laughs> um, and um, then so, on the... Uh, okay, go ahead. I was going to say one other character I want to talk about is Black Noir. Because he was featured yes, yes, pretty heavily in episode five. Yay. I was going to bring that up too. Do you know what ha- who Black Noir is in the comics? Yes, I do. And I also I wa- saw the actor who plays him on the Talking Dead show, Inside the Boys. And I would much rather they just stick with this actor than going the route of the comic. I th- I have a feeling they're not going to do the route of the comic. Especially because I think the Stormfront thing has like kind of put a new spin on it. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is in the comic book, the boys, they take Compound V and get become strong and get powers when they fight them. And, and they don't I, do that in this. Yeah, it's a reveal that um, Mother's Milk has powers, that he, he is a soup in the book. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think they're going to do that here. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I but, love um, him, I, by the way. But I, Oh, he's great. I love, though, that you start to finally see Butcher hates um what's meg ryan's kid's name in the show again yeah we huey huey hates him but actually loves him and then his aunt basically was like oh you're basically his his brother you look just like his little brother who died oh there it is yeah you're his canary canary in the cave mine oh my god i um really love a lot of characters on this show when black noir is attacking the boys in the suburbs at mm-hmm. Butcher's aunt's house, who turns out to be a huge drug pusher and has a secret <laughs> basement. <Great. laughs> uh, that scene was incredible because, again, you felt the palpable fear of Black Noir being outside. Yeah. And just starts blowing the house up. Just starts lighting firecrackers <laughs> to get them out of the basement. <laughs> so good. But yeah, so the, the actor who plays him is being featured pretty heavily on this Talking Dead type show. Um, I would think that if they weren't going to have him take the mask off eventually and be that guy, they wouldn't have him on the show. Is it an actor we've seen before? No, no, but he's he's quite sexy. Okay, I'll look him up. I need to watch yeah. those. Are those on Amazon too? Yeah, they are. It's hosted by Aisha Tyler, and she's great. Oh, I think I saw one of those, but it was like it was all talking about season one stuff. So there's there one for each episode of season two. Yeah. Oh, OK. I'll watch those. Yeah. And it just you get to see the act like you get to see Kamiko like with makeup on, smiling and laughing, speaking, <laughs> yeah. talking, speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. That's it's a good such show. a good show. I love it. And it's fun. They do real stupid bits like the soup type stuff. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, but my favorite of all on the show is Frenchie. I love every single fucking second of Frenchie. He's so sexy. He's so too. sexy. When he had sex with that friend of his while looking for Kimiko after he tried to kiss Kimiko. Um, yeah. And they showed his butt. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Give me a butt. Have you seen... Um, we'll just bring this up just very quickly. It's also kind of supernatural. You watch Lovecraft Country? Yeah, I am watching it. I did not see the last episode. I the last one I saw was when they um the the in, like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, yeah, they cave. are showing. Oh, you need to watch the one after that because it's gay. Oh, really? So we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I think lo- it's great. I love Lovecraft Country. I but love it. they show his butt 
Oh, he's oh, so the hot. Time. Oh, his that's body more casting. Is insane. That's oh, more casting. Cast something? What? Yes, he's what? Kang. He's Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man Three. Oh yeah! Yes. Can they do it where Kang the Conqueror doesn't wear pants? I'm telling I would love you, his that. Butt, his body is so his body. sick. And he's always just like wearing these like tank tops. And these t-shirts. Oh. Oh, he's so hot. The only thing I have a problem love is tick. that it's Jesse Smollett's sister. I know, I know, I know. And she just recently came out defending him. And I was like, just, just yeah. don't talk about it. Just, just don't talk pretend. about it. She was Black Canary. She was Black Canary in Birds yeah. of Prey. Um, yeah, that show is great. He's great. And I just can't believe we forgot to mention that he was cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3. Oh, my God. Kang is in Ant-Man 3? What? And the Ant-Man 3 and the Young Avengers. Better be. I bet you that that's how it'll end. Iron Lad. Is Iron Lad. It'll come back and become the younger version will become Iron Lad. So hear me out on this one because this is more casting I want to dive into. So Kang is an ancestor of Nathaniel Richards, Reed Richards. Okay. So he's Kang is a Richards. Well, not ancestor for or or descendant. Descendant. Um so if we go Kang, like if if we don't cover what's the actor's name? I forget his name that plays Tick on Lovecraft Country. Um I'd like to make him an obvious black man, is my point. Because then I'd like to make Reed Richards black. Because I think the perfect, perfect, perfect casting for Reed and Sue Richards. I saw this on Twitter and I there's no one else I'm going to accept. I want Chidi and Eleanor from The Good Place as Reed and Sue. That's all I have to say. Chidi and Eleanor. <laughs> I want Kristen Bell and him as... I would, Reed and Sue. I would, I would, Kristen I would Bell, love is that, that her name? Yeah, Bell. Yeah, yeah, Ding. I'd love it. He would make, Chidi would make such a good Reed Richards. Holy. And like, but give them like Eleanor and Chidi personalities. Like mm-hmm. just make Eleanor and Chidi Reed and Sue. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Oh my God. Make Invisible Woman the worst. <laughs> make Sue Storm the worst. Like make her goofy and like just. Like way in over her head, like basically give me Eleanor Shellstrap as Sue Storm. Yeah, but but make her the most powerful, which she is. Yeah, Chidi is William Jackson Harper. William Jackson Harper. I don't think I ever knew that. Love it. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, we started with casting and we ended with casting. Look at that. I think we put a nice button on this. Lovecraft Country. Tick is played by. Jonathan Majors. I and knew that. Uh, I knew Jonathan Majors. And then please remember, guys, check out Homo Superior this week. Where we are going to be doing a guest appearance with a bunch of other uh gay X-Men podcasters. Yeah, please do. It'll be out before <laughs> this show. <laughs> You're like, yeah, do it. Or not. Uh, if you if you only want to listen to us, we understand. <laughs> We're hardly gonna get to say anything. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, no. I'm uh-uh, just going to no, swing sure. drama. I'm going to spill drama. I'm going to bring an air horn. Podcast. <laughs> While someone else is talking. No. Because <laughs> there's going to be I'm going to clap like, sarcastically like eight times. 
There's gonna yeah. be like twelve people on this thing. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. It'll be it's fun. gonna be insane. Join us. Uh, All right. Well, this is great. Thank you for joining me, Brett, because you're the only person I have to talk about all of this. Oh, and same to you. Thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure and to thank join. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us. Um, please tweet at us. Please follow us on Instagram. Please rate us. Subscribe to us. Anything you can. Talk about us. Tell a friend. Tell your parents. Tell your children. Tell a teacher. Tell a tubby. <laughs> and remember, if you read comics, what? Well, well, then that makes you queer. queer. Bye. 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 Bye.